Welcome to Matthew Schaefer, MD Podcast, Practical Solutions to Your Medical Problems. I am your host, Matt Schaefer. Well, let's get into it today. We're going to start by reading a letter that I got from the Pennsylvania Department of Health dated March 20th, 2020. The letter is entitled, Guidance on Ambulatory Surgical Facilities Responses to COVID-19. The Department of Health has received questions and requests for guidance from ambulatory surgical facilities, health systems, and the representatives on their responses to coronavirus disease 2019, and whether measures being implemented or contemplated are compliant with the statutory and regulatory requirements under the jurisdiction of the department. The department is providing the below guidance in response for elective surgeries and procedures. ASCs must review all scheduled elective surgeries and procedures and develop and implement a plan to postpone or cancel those surgeries and procedures if they have not done so already. After 11.59 p.m. on March 20, 2020, ASCs may not perform any elective surgeries or procedures unless the surgery or procedures are life-sustaining measures relating to a progressive disease such as cancer, vascular disease, or organ failure. Ambulatory surgical facilities must consult CMS's guidelines on elective surgery and procedure recommendations when making cancellation decisions. Well, what does that mean? That means that most of you who are used to having procedures to improve their back pain or radicular pain or leg pain or hip pain, those procedures may not be able to be performed, in particular if those procedures are performed in an ambulatory surgical facility, otherwise known as a surgery center or an outpatient surgery center. If your specialist does perform procedures in these centers, the center may be closed or the center may be open only for emergencies that are life-threatening. Well, what this means for many patients is, if you have a lot of pain, you're out of luck. If you have a lot of pain and there's a lot of, there is a procedure that usually gets you feeling better, you may not be able to have that procedure performed until the COVID-19 pandemic has decreased dramatically. Most people think that within a few months, these ASCs or ambulatory surgery centers will be open, but who knows? Uh, We're not really sure how long these uh, recommendations from the Pennsylvania Department of Health and CMS are going to be restrictive and limiting procedures. So what do you do? You're at home, you have a known back condition and you bend over and all of a sudden you have severe pain radiating down your leg. The type of pain that makes it difficult to even get dressed or get up out of a chair. In our first episode we talked about starting with uh, Tylenol which is acetaminophen and ibuprofen but what if that's not good enough? Well you move into those stretches where you can learn to lie on your back and hug your knees or find a position where you don't have pain. The important part is that you have to keep moving to some degree. 
It's very deleterious or bad for your body to stay lying in bed or sitting in a chair all day long. Stasis or lying still or staying still is bad for the body. Our blood, our venous system, needs you to move to get the blood back into the heart and keep things moving. So, what type of stretches can you do? Well, as I mentioned in my first episode, I'd recommend going to YouTube or going to Google and looking up some exercises. One of my favorite books, which explain some of the best exercise to do to get out of back pain is foundation training by some trainers out in Los Angeles. I believe the primary author is Dr. Goodman. So I would Google foundation training and maybe order that book, but that's not going to help you right now. So what would help you right now? Well, after Tylenol or acetaminophen and ibuprofen, otherwise known as Advil or Motrin, and the doses pre- previously described, namely extra strength Tylenol, two tablets up to three times a day, and Advil or ibuprofen, 200 milligrams, three tablets up to three times a day. After that, then you may need to call your doctor for stronger medicines. Now, the name of the game of getting out of pain, in particular of getting out of pain that's radiating down an arm or radiating down a leg, is to get rid of inflammation. Our strongest meter of inflammation happens to be steroids. Many of you have taken these steroids, and there's many different types, but the common type that you may have taken is called prendazone. And prendazone is an intermediate to long-acting oral steroid. For painful conditions, prendazone is often uh, prescribed in a Medrel dose pack. Uh, This pack starts with a 24 milligram dose, which is uh, four milligram pills taken uh, six pills on the first day. The second day you would take five pills, the third day four pills, and so on. So we're having a de-escalating or a decreasing dose of this uh, prednisone over five days. This is a moderate dose of steroids. Now, steroids have some side effects which are common, and not everybody will get these side effects, but many people will get side effects for the first week or even two weeks. The most common side effects are euphoria, which is feeling better than you are. That's not such a bad one, Uh, but some people have to be careful to not overdo it. Other side effects include facial flushing, which means your face turns a little bit red, looks like you might have high blood pressure or a temperature or something, but you don't. Uh, Feeling warm, like you have a temperature, but if you took your temperature, you wouldn't have a fever. Sometimes it causes anxiety or edginess or or feeling uh, or being snappy, so to speak. Sometimes it causes insomnia, which is difficulty to sleep. Now, most of these side effects are relatively mild. None of the side effects are really severe. And, as I said, most of the side effects of this oral prendisone or medrel dose pack, most of the side effects are all gone within a week. If you're a young woman, sometimes this uh, prendisone dose pack can cause abnormalities in your menstrual cycle. It can uh, delay your 
menstrual cycle. It can cause dysmenorrhea, which is abnormal uterine bleeding. So prednisone is a powerful drug, but if you're aware of some of the side effects and that the side effects always go away when you stop taking the drug, it is safe to take on a limited basis. It is not safe to take uh, oral prednisone for extended periods of time. And in my practice, I rarely prescribe it for anything longer than 10 days because prednisone is what's called a synthetic analog of a normal steroid that's produced in your adrenal glands in your body. And that steroid is called cortisol. And when you take oral prednisone or this synthetic steroid by mouth, your body decreases its production of its natural steroid cortisol. And believe me, you want your body to continue to produce cortisol because you need cortisol to fight off infection and even to maintain your blood pressure. In fact, in patients that have been prescribed prednisone for extended periods of time, they often lose the ability to secrete cortisol and they have to rely on exogenous prednisone or exogenous steroids for the rest of their lives. Well, taking a five-day or even a 10-day course of oral prednisone is not gonna cause you to have what's called adrenal insufficiency, which is when your body does not release its own cortisone. So it is a safe to take if, you, if it is under the guidance of a physician. In addition, your physician may prescribe something called a muscle relaxer. And these are a group of drugs that are all really very different. In medicine, we call these muscle relaxer drugs dirty drugs. And we call them dirty drugs not because they're pornographic or anything, but because they hit a lot of different receptors. And each of the drugs in this class, like I said, are, are different and they hit different receptors in different ways. What I mean by that is most of these drugs do hit some of the pain receptors similar to other pain drugs. They often hit receptors that make you feel tired or sleepy. The common drugs in this class are tizanidine, which is Xanaflex, cyclobenzaprine, which is Flexerol, Scalaxin, Baclofen, even old-fashioned Valium is under the class of muscle relaxers. Although Valium is a benzodiazepine, which is an addictive drug that can also be quite sedating. In fact, if we look back in medical history, the reason why these uh, so-called muscle relaxers were invented, they were trying to get the good of Valium, which is to relax the body and help people get to sleep and even help with pain, while avoiding the bad or negative side effects of Valium. Negative uh, consequences of taking Valium include it being an addictive drug and can lead to problems later on. Valium is highly sedating, and even worse, when combined with pain medicines, such as opiate medicines, it can cause severe respiratory de depression, which means if you fall asleep, you could stop breathing. And if someone doesn't find you quick, you may not be around for long. So Valium is one of the danger drugs. It needs to be prescribed with uh, great care and monitored by the patient and the physician prescribing the drug. The other muscle relaxers also are 
or also have some negative side effects. However, none as severe as the Valium. Okay, so now that you have this uh, pain and you've called your doctor and he may have prescribed uh, Prendisone in the form of a medrol dose pack and a muscle relaxer, what other common things could be done? Well, if you're still having greater than moderate pain, you may be prescribed a opiate medication or a combination pill. One of the common drugs prescribed is called Ultraset. And this is a pill that has 37.5 milligrams of tramadol and 325 milligrams of acetaminophen. This drug is a strong analgesic or pain relieving effect, but it does have that opiate part and it can cause addiction problems and it can be sedating and it also causes constipation if you take more than one or two a day. So this drug needs to be taken with great care as well. Okay, so we've talked about some of the drugs that are commonly prescribed for moderate or greater than moderate back pain or pain radiating down the leg and your physician has called these drugs in and you're taking them and you're still not doing well. What to do next? Well, most physicians now have set up a telemedicine services or services where they can see you and listen to you and talk to you over the computer or over your phone and they can, in effect, give you an office appointment remotely. This is to avoid any unnecessary exposure to any viruses and also provides better care than just talking over the telephone because we can see what's going on. So your primary care physician may refer you to the specialist and the specialist uh, may ask you to do this telemedicine appointment. Getting used to telemedicine does take a little bit of patience because you're gonna have to learn how to click a few links on the computer and set the audio and video on your computer so you can see and hear. But after you do it once or twice, it's a snap. It really is easy and it does seem to work well. So during the telemedicine examination, the physician may ask you to bend forward, bend backward, or move around, or even show videos of uh, certain uh, extremities or your back. Rest assured, the video is not recorded and it's uh, safe. Nobody can see it but you and the physician. During this telemedicine examination, your physician may recommend some image-guided injections. Now, we learned at the beginning of the podcast that these procedures cannot be performed in ambulatory surgery centers. However, many physicians can do the same minimally invasive therapeutic spine injection in the office with the same image guidance and using a local anesthetic. Now, these injections can be performed in the office on a limited basis for patients that really are emergency or patients that have severe pain that none of the other palliative care techniques have helped. So if you've taken your ibuprofen, your Tylenol, your muscle relaxer, maybe even had a Medrol dose back and done your home stretches and exercise program and you're still having greater than moderate pain, I think it's worth the risk of coming into a doctor's office and having a procedure 
that may decrease your pain dramatically within just a day or two. In addition, some of the physical therapy centers are open in a limited basis and your physician during the telemedicine appointment might recommend one of the physical therapy centers that have remained open. These centers are operating under strict guidelines with your safety in mind. And just a few visits from the physical therapist can really help you find positions where you don't have pain and teach you how to strengthen yourself up so that you don't flare up your back again. I find physical therapy to be most helpful after we decrease the pain with a small procedure. My hope is by explaining to you how our medical practice is working during this COVID-19 pandemic, you will be able to navigate the system better and avoid frustration associated with not being able to operate in a manner that is that you're accustomed to. This is Dr. Matthew Schaefer, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. 